It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked 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 On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. Uh, we are all in uh, in election day watching, but we're trying to find a distraction. And guess what? We have arrived for you guys to give you a distraction. The the bad news is that uh, it's 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 not going to be a very fun distraction for the Cowboys this week. Yeah, you thought the election was a dumpster fire. You just wait till Sunday afternoon when the Cowboys are on. Uh, Landon, let's go ahead and start with this. Um, as of this recording. We have no idea who's going to be starting at quarterback for the Cowboys. It could be either one of two names, uh, Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert. Let's start with this. Who do you want to see on Sunday against one of the top defenses in the NFL and the Pittsburgh Steelers? I want to see Dak Prescott, um, but I don't think that that's, I don't think he's an option this week from what I nope. understand. Um, so, I, you know, I guess – I, I really feel like I've been, you know, haggling with myself back and forth on this. And I think that I kind of come down with Cooper Rush simply because I feel like he has a little a level of experience in this offense. Uh, even though it's it's a year or two removed, he still knows uh, how, how it's supposed to be run and has a familiarity with Kellen Moore. And I think that that is a valuable thing. Um I don't know how valuable. I mean, he's, I don't know that he's a very talented quarterback necessarily, or that he's up to the challenge by any stretch of the imagination. But I, I don't think that that's the bar that we're holding these guys to. I, I, I think for me, I want to see somebody who can go out there and execute plays. I mean, I, I just or just get out of the way of the rest of the offense. I mean, I think that that and quarterbacks a hard position for that to happen at you know it's 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 obviously the the person distributing the ball so you need them to be at a certain level in order for your offense to perform at a high level and i think statistics have have bear that out so whoever it is is being thrown to the wolves in in the in you know the worst sense of the way and i you know i was on the locked on steelers podcast this week and and i told them that you know frankly uh, it, this is one of the biggest mismatches I think you'll see uh, it maybe in the NFL. I mean, I think you know the, the Cowboys are playing currently like maybe the worst team in football, and the Steelers right now are playing like probably the best team in football. Yeah, it's going to be rough, and when you factor in the Cowboys' offensive line, you know one of the strengths of the Steelers' team, and let's go ahead and talk about the Cowboys' offense, um, it, it's the Pittsburgh edge rushers, right? T.J. Yeah. Watt and Bud Dupree, uh, they're both having fantastic seasons. Just so happens to be that the Cowboys' uh, offensive tackles here, uh, Cam Irving and Terrence Steele, 
might be two of the what five worst in the NFL. So it, it's just a terrible matchup. Lane, I'm going to ask you this. How can the Cowboys offense have any success in this game? I mean, we know they're not going to get to 26 points, 27 points, but how can they get to 17 or 20 to give themselves a chance? Well, I, I mean, I know no one wants to hear this because this is certainly not the the you know the recipe for success for the Cowboys when Dak's on the field. But I really, really do believe that they got to find a way to run the football effectively. I mean, just because they need to protect whoever's playing quarterback. Uh, and and I think that having a balanced offense will at least uh, allow you some, uh, you know, uh, option to keep personnel on the field so that when you do throw the football, uh, you're going to have extra blockers. So maybe a couple extra tight ends, a couple extra, uh, uh, you know, a, a tight end here and there, not, maybe not as much 11 personnel. Maybe you're, you're, you're trying to keep in an extra guy to protect if you do throw the ball uh, because, you know, it, it's not just TJ Watt, but Dupree. I mean, Stefan to it and, and Hayward and, and Tyson Alu Alu, I mean, has found a, career resurgence in, in a second a second act yeah. if you will oh, sure uh in, in pittsburgh and i think all all of those guys uh, are very effective you know whether it's passing or, or running i think that they're, they're they all have uh, a high level of efficiency so i i think the cowboys they need to find a way to get a win or two up front and, and I, I don't know if there's you know it's such a bad mismatch for the cowboys at this particular spot i, I don't know the best way to attack it but i think they need to find something some some play scheme that will work for them and then just keep hitting it because it, look i mean I, I and this is what i said on the locked on steelers show it's such a mismatch unfortunately for the cowboys that you know, I don't know that they have a lot of options to kind of to do a lot of different stuff to kind of ask, hey, what do we do? What what should we do? I think again, it's one of those things where what's functioning? You know, what's mm-hmm. what play can you run without it being blown up or or uh, uh, there being a miscue? At this point, the Cowboys need to just string together functioning plays and then you know just hope for, hold on and hope for the best of the outcome. I, I don't I don't think. There's a lot of great ways for any team. I mean, not any team, but most teams in the NFL to attack the Steelers defense. I think that that bore itself out last week against Baltimore, who has you know one of the best teams in football and and one of the more uh, interesting and unique offenses that that can do a wide variety of things. And and you know they really struggled, I think, to kind of get a whole bunch of traction. So, uh, how are the Cowboys, who are down to two, if not three tackles? And down two quarterbacks, supposed to you know make hay against these guys, however they can possibly. I, that's that's the answer is wherever they can find an advantage. I, I think they have to find a way to stay balanced simply because they have to keep the defense guessing and they have to protect their quarterback. And I think running the football is something that the that the offensive line feels more comfortable for. And maybe the one thing that you have uh, that's an advantage at all outside of you know having three grid wide receivers and some good tight ends too, I think we should throw in, mm-hmm. is you have an interior three that is really kind of congealing and it's, and it's forming together. And if they aren't going to kick Zach Martin outside to tackle, then maybe you lean on the, the run prowess of that interior three moving people off the ball. So as somebody who's watched a lot of Steeler games over the last, I don't know, 20 or 30 years, I have a pretty good idea of how you can beat the Steelers 
uh, team. And actually, the teams that have had the most success against Pittsburgh as of late are the teams that spread them out, use three, four, five receiver sets, and make it so they have to tell what they're doing early with their blitzes because that's how Pittsburgh wins, right? They create pressure by bringing uh, more guys that you can block. They scheme it up really well. Uh, so if you can spread them out, you can actually have a lot of success against the secondary. Pittsburgh is allowing the most yards per completion in the NFL this season. Uh, if you can kind of find out pre-snap where these guys are coming, uh, you know, it, it helps. However, the Cowboys <laughs> don't have the offensive line or the quarterback to do that right now, right? I think if they were fully healthy, they match up really well with the Steelers' defense. They really do. Or maybe if they had one or the other, right? Like maybe if right, they had exactly. Dak, if they had or, Dak or, or, yeah, if they had if they had Dak and a bad offensive line, I still think they would have spread the ball out, try or, you know, spread the offense out, try to get rid of the ball quick. Their only hope here is to do a little bit of what Baltimore did last week, and that is a lot of misdirection, a lot of things going in different directions just to keep the defensive lineman off balance. Uh, we saw good guys like Stephon Tuitt and Cam Hayward get confused last week. Baltimore's interior offensive line isn't great. It's really not that much better than Dallas's, if at all. Uh, and they had some success because they, they kept that defense on their heels. So if Kellen Moore can use – uh, a lot of bootleg, a lot of play action, a lot of you know jet sweeps and misdirections just to keep them off balance, then maybe, just maybe, they would have some success in the rushing game. Uh, I also think this is a good week for Tony Pollard because you're going to need that speed. Pittsburgh thrives against defense or against running rushing attacks that just try to run right up the middle. It's where they're at their best. Trying to run to the edges might be the strategy here. Um Landon, if I set the over-under on, let's say, 12 points for the Cowboys offense in this game, what would you say? I'd probably take the under. I mean, and that's how to bad be honest, got, like, right? I mean, that's – look, this was an offense that was dysfunctional before Dak left. And mm-hmm. now since Dak has left, we've also lost another offensive tackle. Uh, you know, we've lost, obviously, another quarterback. Uh, so – and they, and they, you know, they, they couldn't even – muster up that much against Philadelphia and, and this is a much better team than Philadelphia. So yeah, I, 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 I have a hard time believing this offense is going to produce the two I touchdowns mean, would be fantastic. Yeah. And I don't, whoever starts a quarterback, it's not like it's been somebody who's been here the whole season long. Cause they signed Cooper rush just a week ago. Garrett Gilbert was just a few weeks before that. So yeah. whoever they throw out there, uh, the playbook is going to be limited. Uh, there's certain plays that you're just not going to be able to run. Uh, their arm talent is not the same as Dak or even Andy Dalton, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a problem. Uh, I mean, even if they were right. real quick, even if they were a smart, like you know, a little bit like a, a you know a more a Kellen Moore type quarterback, that would be helpful, right? Because then they could diagnose the Pittsburgh blitz a little bit better. These guys are mostly just young, unexperienced quarterbacks who don't have a lot of time in the NFL and aren't super talented. No offense to them to to, to begin with. And, you know, they're being thrown to the wolves basically with very little protection, unfortunately. Just wanted to pause to tell you guys about Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And now we transition over from the Cowboys' bad offense to their somehow worse defense uh, going up against the Steelers' offense that has scored at least 26 points in every game this season. See how I know these stats right off the top of my head? It's not like I watch all these Steelers games or anything. No, no, uh, it's not like you're a secret Steelers fan or anything. Stop it. Stop it. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about this Cowboys defense because, believe it or not, there were some signs of improvement from this Cowboys defense, you know, last <laughs> yeah. week. I mean, and even, they listen, they weren't absolutely awful against Washington two weeks ago. How do you think this Cowboys defense matches up against this Pittsburgh offense? You know, I, I mean, the, the problem is, is that they they are starting to get a little bit healthier, uh, but they're, they're about to face a a – an onslaught, an offensive onslaught with these guys, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, and, and again, you know, as well as I do, probably better. Uh, ben Roethlisberger has come back from his, uh, his off season injuries last year uh, in, in, in pretty fine for, form. Um, and Pittsburgh has once again, no surprise, uh, found themselves at, at a, fantastic young rookie wide receiver mm-hmm. who could step in and, and add to what was already a, a trio and now is, you know, a, a quadro or whatever that would be a quadrant. A, yeah. A quad. Yeah, four. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Four. Let's go with that. Uh, and then, you know, on top of that, they also have some decent tight ends as well. So uh, Eric Ebron's had a nice little season so far this year. Um, so, I think that the issue is for the Cowboys. They've had problems stopping one-dimensional offenses, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that you know, it's like I told uh, them on the on the, on the Steelers show, the Cowboys have not stopped any team that has tried to run on them. They no. haven't stopped them. They've they've done a good job of kind of stopping the slowing the bleeding at times. I think last week, especially, they were being gashed early on, and I think they got it down to five yards a carry. But five yards a carry is not a good number to be giving up. So no, no, no. no. I, I think for the Cowboys, they have to find a way to trap the Steelers into making this a passing game. And then forcing incompletions, you know, trying to get them, trying to get the Steelers to play towards what the Cowboys at least perceive they can do best, and that's rush the passer, maybe cover. Because I just don't think. I mean, look, the defensive attack, and and that's laughable because they're they're terrible at those things. I mean, they're not terrible at pass rushing, but they're not great in coverage. Uh, But but as bad as they are are in in pass coverage, and as bad as they you know can be at times, depending on 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 how Alden Smith or Lawrence is playing at any given game at pass rush. They are so awful at stopping the run that anything that takes them a team away from running the football, I think, I think it's 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 a, it's helping the Cowboys at least play to the 
few advantages that they might be able to find on defense. Yeah, so I'm going to give you some spots for the – I think the Cowboys could have some success, and I want to start at the edge, right, because Demarcus Lawrence has been one of the best defensive ends in football. Uh, he's going to be going up uh, Chuck's a core for a third-year offensive tackle who – has been really up and down this year. I think that's a big advantage for the Cowboys. Yep. And then on the other side, with Alden Smith and Randy Gregory, uh, those guys present two different – I mean, they're two different types of r- rushers, but I think both of them can have some uh, success against Alejandro Villanueva, who's really been pretty rough this season as well. Now, the thing with the Steelers lately is Ben Roethlisberger has been getting, the ro- getting rid of the ball extremely quick, did not tr- yeah. take any sacks. One of the things that we're not seeing from him is him throwing the ball down the middle of the field at all. I'm not sure if it's he doesn't quite trust his arm strength or the velocity yet. It's just something he hasn't done. So if the Cowboys can blitz him and get pressure up the middle, they're going to have to do it via blitz because it's not coming from those interior guys. If they can pressure him, uh, he will take sacks and he will throw the ball up for grabs. he, there's he's got some really good receivers, but all three of them between Chase Claypool, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Deontay Johnson have been very inconsistent all season long. So there are going to be chances for turnovers and you know getting off the field on third down, provided that they can stop the running rushing attack. But there are a few spots where the Cowboys have advantages. Those guys, especially Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, Alden Smith and Randy Gregory are going to have to win their individual matchups. Um, I, I want to talk about the the cornerbacks though, Landon. Trevon Diggs, I think, had a, the best game of his career against Philadelphia last week. Sounds like we may get Chidabay Owuzie back in this game. Potentially, Anthony Brown is still a viable slot corner. How much do you trust their secondary if Owuzie comes back against these three really dynamic receivers? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, the key is going to be, and you said it, I think one of the key things that has been uh, uh, huge for, for Roethlisberger's, I mean, you know, you don't want to call it comeback because he was just hurt for one year, but I mean, I think a lot, there were a lot of concerns about how he was going to come back this year. Uh, and I think a lot of, of, of the reason of his, his success is what you mentioned, him getting rid of the ball early. So I think for the Cowboys corners and, and, and basically anybody's covering anybody, it's going to be really important that you win early. And that you and that you're you know trying to buy some time on the back end for you know Randy Gregory, Alden Smith, Marcus Lawrence, uh, and 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 I think you you brought up a really good point too. Uh, late uh, late Rush and Jalen Smith. I mean, you know, one of the few things that Jalen Smith has consistently done throughout his his career is is be a very good blitzer from the interior. So and they're going to need him in this game. They should use him because, and again, the one good thing about Ben Roethlisberger is that this is a a kind of quarterback foe that they are familiar with. I mean, not so much mm-hmm. Ben himself, but he's very Carson, Carson Wentz and him have a very similar sure. game traditionally. Uh, and now the difference has been, like you said, this year specifically – Carson, uh, Carson, see, I call him Carson. Ben's done a much better job of getting rid of the ball, ball early. So if the Cowboys can slow that down somehow, if they can figure out a way, uh, whether it's through coverage or uh, uh, just you know better press play, whatever it is, if the Cowboys can figure out a way to make Ben hold on, hold on to the ball just a tick longer, uh, the pass rush again is one thing where the Cowboys can find advantages uh, on defense that 
they probably aren't going to be able to find those margins in any other aspect on defense. I think if the Cowboys are going to win this game, it's going to be, have to be because of their defense. Their defense is going to have to force yep. two or three turnovers like we saw last week. They're going to have to give the offense short fields. Uh, I think the special teams are going to have to play a big part in this. Uh, but that defense, they can't allow this game to get to a shootout or where Pittsburgh jumps up 10 nothing, 14 nothing, because the offense just doesn't have the firepower to keep up. If they can hang around in this game, similar to what we saw against Philadelphia last week, where you know we're it's a it's a one score game entering the fourth quarter, you know, give yourself a chance. Um, it's going to be a, a really tough task for a defense that has struggled so much this year, uh, but we will see if they are up to the challenge. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Lena, let's do our predictions here for week nine. Uh, our favorite part of the show. I think we've been pretty good the last couple of weeks. We've been, uh, we, I, I, I don't remember our records, but I'm pretty sure we've got it just about every week correct. Um, who do you see winning this I game mean, and why? I mean, it's it's not hard. It's when, when this team's so bad. It's like, it's, it's, it's really, really not. I, I mean, I'm picking the Steelers. I hate to be like this, but I, I, I the, it, you know, we're, <laughs> Talking about election coverage, the the paths of victory for the Cowboys are mm. are very few. You know, it's uh, uh, the counts are coming in, and it's all Pittsburgh. Uh, it's all the Pittsburgh mail-in votes. They're all coming in, uh, and and it's just going to pile on. So I, I think for the Cowboys, it's a lot of what we just discussed. The way that they're going to win is, and, and this is such a flip on on what they've they were built to do they this defense was built to be carried by this offense and for the Correct. fact that yeah so now for the fact that we're we're lying on the other thing it's, it's the scary. other way around it's it's beyond scary it's ridiculous it's yeah, it's, it it's, it's ridiculous to hope so i guess that's where we're at is that the one way the cowboys could do this they play out of their minds defensively they cause turnovers maybe even a, a, a touchdown on defense and the offense is able to play a good enough game of keep away and then while generating some points Mm-hmm. That they're able to find a way to be close in the fourth quarter, and then you know see how it works out. I don't think any of that's going to happen. No. I mean, to be honest, no. I think I think Pittsburgh's going to uh, score early, and then it's going to be ugly uh, by halftime. And and it you know they'll probably maybe they'll take the gas foot off the gas. Maybe they won't. I actually I hate I mean again I hate saying all of this, but I predicted on the the locked on Steelers that the score would be something in the area of. 35 to 10 if i remember correctly it's yeah it's just i mean again it's hard to not to say it any other way just because if you're looking at the trends of where these teams are in the in their season right now the arrows pointing way way up on the steelers and they're like they're at the very top right now and the, the arrows pointed way way down on the cowboys and they're near the bottom and i don't really know how to paint a, either any clearer picture than that yeah, I don't see this game being particularly close. Maybe Pittsburgh has a tendency to come out really flat uh, against bad teams. We've seen it in the past. We've actually seen them lose uh, games like this before. I, I just don't see any way that the Cowboys' offense can put enough pressure on the Steelers to even really keep this game all that close. 
I'm looking at like a 34 to six game. I could see the Cowboys offense just completely laying an egg in this one, considering all the new faces on the offensive line, the new quarterbacks, uh, and then going up against that pass rush. Uh, I think it's going to be a really, really long day. Uh, the Cowboys have a week 10 bye, and they really need it. If nothing else, just to, just to reset and get some of these players back and maybe just try to play better football, you know, in the rest of November and December. We know they're not going to make the playoffs, but they need to put some better tape out there. I think after a week 10 by, we may see that. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we will see you next time. Enjoy week nine. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.